This is Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC. And for this Thursday, June the 1st, we say good morning to Meredith Scrotenborg. Good morning, Meredith. Good morning, Gary. What a delight to be with you all. And welcome to Wellspring, a weekly radio show sponsored by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Core Well Health. And this morning, we are so thrilled to welcome Dr. Jessica Thompson to the show. She's a board-certified and fellowship-trained breast surgical oncologist with the Spectrum Health Medical Group Comprehensive Breast Clinic. Dr. Thompson earned her medical degree from Michigan State University College of Human Medicine in East Lansing. She completed her general surgery residency at Spectrum Health in Grand Rapids and her breast surgical oncology fellowship at University of Michigan Health System in Ann Arbor. She practices at Zeeland Hospital every Friday and has since I think about February, Dr. Thompson. Her clinical interests include the management of breast cancer and surgical breast diseases. Dr. Thompson, thank you so much for being part of the show today. We are so delighted delighted to help the Lakeshore community get to know you a little bit better. Thanks for being here. Thank you so much for the opportunity to be a part of the show. We want to know, Dr. Thompson, what inspired you to pursue this career? I would have to say that the inspiration for my pursuit of breast surgical oncology was based on a genuine desire to dedicate myself to the, um, the care of those in need. The role of a breast surgical oncologist is particularly multifaceted, operating not only as a surgeon, but also as an educator, a counselor, a scholar, and a leader. In addition, I found that the magnitude and impact of ongoing breast cancer research is particularly compelling with opportunities for clinical trial involvement in conjunction with robust multidisciplinary treatment that facilitates the delivery of high-quality care. What, Dr. Thompson, is the most rewarding part of your work? This is such important work. You are with women in some of their most challenging times, and I know you do it with care and excellence. What part of what you do is the most rewarding for you? I would have to say that the most rewarding aspect of my work unequivocally is the cultivation of meaningful relationships with my patients. The number of women affected by breast cancer is innumerable, and the capability to treat patients so that they may continue living life to its fullest with their families and friends is invaluable. Although nothing can fully absolve the burden of a cancer diagnosis, I strive to support my patients and their loved ones through each challenge that arises. And I know that you do that so well, and we are so grateful to have you practicing here on the Lakeshore as well. We know also, Dr. Thompson, that you're passionate about research. Tell us about some of your most recent work. So um, in particular, one of my research interests is over treatment and investigating ways that both surgeons and oncologists can de-escalate therapies in the preoperative, intraoperative, and postoperative settings without compromising outcomes. When it comes to breast cancer prevention and treatment, there can be a fine line between overtreatment and undertreatment. And many of my past and ongoing research projects focus on on how we as an oncology community can better individualize care for our patients. 
Mm, that sounds like such important work and exciting work. Um, are these things that you're able to start implementing? Some of them, yes. And uh, some of them are still in the works. And uh, we look forward to having our research supplemented by research that is ongoing by other institutions across the country. Great. So really a collaboration. That's really exciting. We know you've been appointed as a clinical assistant professor with the Michigan State University Department of Surgery. Tell us about that role. I'm am I don't know how you fit it all in, Dr. Thompson. Tell us about this assistant professorship. So having graduated from Michigan State University's College of Human Medicine myself, I wanted to proactively take part in medical student education. And students shadow in both the office setting and in the operating room, which helps to enhance their understanding of the comprehensive workup and care of breast cancer patients. I also assist students as they prepare for their written and oral surgery examinations. In addition, in many cases, breast cancer-related research projects are dependent on medical student interest and engagement. So I have the privilege of supporting students as they prepare research protocols, collect and analyze data sets, and compose manuscripts for publication consideration. Wonderful. Thinking now about our patients um, and women, when it comes to breast cancer, we know early detection is key. What advice do you have for women when it comes to breast self-exams? Although the majority of breast cancers are detected through screening mammograms, self-breast exams do promote breast awareness. While performing routine breast self-exams has not been shown to impact outcomes in those diagnosed with breast cancer, there is still value in women being familiar with their breast anatomy. So if there are any changes to the appearance or feeling of the breast, they can be reported and discussed with a provider in a timely fashion. Yeah, it's so it's so important to know your baseline, right? And um, that was a follow-up question that I had that you answered. I was going to ask what percentage of, uh, you know, self-breast exams versus mammograms are actually finding um, abnormalities. And I'm hearing you say it's much more often a mammogram. Is that correct? That is correct. Yes. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about mammograms because I know it's now recommended that women over 40, is it get one yearly? Is that correct? That is correct. So over the years, there has been debate about when biological women should start getting mammograms and how often they should be getting mammograms. As of recent, the U.S. Preventive Services Task Force now recommends that individuals assigned female at birth start screening with mammography for breast cancer at age 40. Mammograms are an x-ray picture of the breast tissue that can help detect breast cancer months to years before any noticeable lumps or skin changes. So regular mammograms can catch breast cancer when it's smaller and confined to just the breast, which can mean that treatments may be less intensive and more successful. Yes, let's talk about that a little bit more because that is fascinating. I didn't realize um, that mammograms could, and I guess it makes sense. You know, I try to do um, self-breast exams, but this idea that this technology can see it at the very start, way before you might feel something during a self-breast exam. Um, talk to me about how important it is to catch that early and why that's so key in better outcomes. So when I'm talking to patients in the office, 
And uh, we're talking about their mammograms and findings because mammograms can find not only breast cancer, but it can find high-risk breast lesions and also precursors to breast cancer. And I provide the analogy that similar to our skin, as we age, we develop new skin. Uh, new areas on our skin, whether it be skin tags, new moles, new rashes, new wrinkles. Our breast anatomy also changes as we age, but we are not able to see that with the naked eye. And that is why mammograms are so important because it can detect changes from year to year. And that may lead to a biopsy um, a needle biopsy, and sometimes those biopsies come back as benign, but sometimes there are certain biopsy findings that are considered to be high risk. And then if that is the case, we are able to integrate those women into our high-risk program, and they may benefit from uh, increased screening and surveillance. And we may we can be proactive about talking about uh, lifestyle habits that they can integrate to reduce their risk of breast cancer. And so mammograms are important not only for breast cancer detection, but also for these other reasons uh, that I mentioned. Absolutely. And when it comes to prevention, what can women do today to make breast cancer less likely in their lives? What kinds of practices, what kind of prevent, pre preventative things? Is it movement? Is it eating certain things, avoiding certain things? We honestly, I would say that it's a combination of all of the above. There are certain lifestyle modifications that can be integrated into our daily routines that may that is good for our overall health, but may also reduce the risk of breast cancer. So when we have patients in our office, we encourage them to engage in regular physical activity, maintain a healthy body mass index, avoid tobacco, and limit alcohol consumption. There are some studies to suggest an association between uh, combination hormone replacement therapy for menopausal symptoms, um, and breast cancer development. So we do encourage the management of menopausal symptoms with non-hormonal therapies when possible, but that is an individual decision. Okay. okay. In addition, there's also some data to suggest that a Mediterranean-style diet, which focuses on plant-based foods, whole grains, legumes, nuts, seeds, fish, and olive oil, may also decrease the risk of breast cancer. It seems to be um, a, a little bit, I don't know whether or not it's more awareness or, or what, uh, Dr. Thompson, but uh, uh, we're starting to see breast cancer become a factor for men as well. Uh, do you address that? Uh, what have you learned about that? And I say you in terms of the medical community. So they, it is a very, very important topic because when the topic of breast cancer comes up, it's almost insinuated that it is females with a breast cancer diagnosis. But just as you mentioned, it does be, uh, seem as though there is now a higher incidence of breast cancer diagnosis in men. And while uh, primary care physicians and uh, gynecologists routinely perform breast exams for um, biological female 
uh, patients. Breast examinations in male patients is not routinely performed. And I would have to say that although male breast cancers um, only affects um, less than 1% of the population, in the grand scheme of things, this is still thousands of males who are impacted by this. And so I, what we would encourage um, everyone um, is to be aware of their bodies and if they feel that there is a change in their anatomy to report it immediately to their primary care physician and uh, to not assume that it is uh, just something uh, benign. And because again, as I had mentioned, when detected early, it can lead to better outcomes, um, potentially less aggressive treatments and therapies. But what we find in particular with our um, uh, our male patients is that they there may be uh, some embarrassment about talking about it with their providers, and so they may delay seeking care. And please know that we it's very, very important to report these changes so that we can initiate a workup and treatment uh, in a timely fashion. Dr. Thompson, thank you. As we begin to wrap up the show, two quick and fun questions for you. What is your favorite activity outside of work? I would definitely have to say that exploring new places and trying new activities with my daughters and my husband. Um, and I also enjoy running races uh, with my husband. We were just up in Traverse City this weekend and uh, ran the Bayshore. I only did the half marathon. He did the full marathon, but it was a lot of fun. A half marathon is still, what, 13.1 miles? That's still very impressive. Good for <laughs> you. And finally, really quick, what's your most unusual accomplishment outside of work? Because I think this is going to make people laugh. <laughs> uh, so as an undergraduate student at Michigan Technological University, uh, every February there's a week-long winter carnival um, celebration, and I won an un on ice challenge by shooting a frozen Cornish hen into the hockey net from mid ice. So you are impressive on the ice as well. Dr. <laughs> Thompson, thank you so much for joining us. Such a joy to get to know you better. We are thrilled that you're practicing at Zealand Hospital Weekly. And until next week, everyone, Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital, part of Corwell Health, wishes you well. Thanks for listening to Wellspring, presented by Spectrum Health Zealand Community Hospital on 99.7 and 1450 WHTC.